Hey everyone, welcome back to the Crystalline Network presented by Our Mother's Crystals. I am Dana, your host today, and I just want to thank everyone for coming back here to this present moment and sacred space with me. I trust you have been enjoying all of the episodes thus far. If you are just now finding us, welcome. I am so glad that you are here, and however you found us, much love to whoever shared us or the internet gods for connecting us and bringing us together today. Uh, we have a just an amazing episode with Miss Brittany today. Brittany is a dear friend of mine and she is a grief counselor. And today we're going to dive into grief and normalizing grief, which I believe in society is definitely overlooked. And listen, we can't go through life without experiencing some type of grief. And we are able to incorporate things into our life to assist with that. And Brittany is gonna talk about that. She's also gonna talk about her own path to awakening spirituality in herself and how what she does really coincides with living a spiritual life. This is yet another episode I feel like needs to be bookmarked or saved for future reference um, because we do talk about some little ideas and things that you can do in your own magical life to assist you with grief. She also talks about pet grieving, which for me, I do not have any kids, but I have fur children. And I have pretty much my entire life. Animals are very, very near and dear to my heart. And having a lot of pet loss in my life, it, it truly never gets easier, but I have learned to incorporate ways in facilitating a more healing path to grief or through grief, I should say. And I feel like Brittany is such a calming, just motherly energy to help facilitate this for those in need. Like I say in the podcast, girl, I want you to be my therapist when the time is right because she just exudes that, let me give you a hug. Let me just envelop you in love and let's get through this together. And this is a beautiful conversation on how to do that. I trust you all will enjoy if you like the episode like it, rate and review us on Apple Podcast or on Spotify. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that little bell button and subscribe to us so you don't miss out on any future episodes of the Crystal Lane Network, bringing all things crystals, uh, metaphysical things, wellness, mental health, and spirituality all in one place in a safe space to enjoy. Love you guys so, so much, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Welcome to the Crystalline Network, presented by Our Mother's Crystals. This is a safe place for all those who wonder and wander about crystals, spirituality, all things metaphysical. Hey fam, welcome back to the Crystalline Network, presented by Our Mother's Crystals. It's Dana again. Thanks so much for joining us once again whether you're listening to us on the podcast or viewing us on the YouTube channel. Hey, if you are viewing us, you will be able to see I have a very special guest in-house today. This is Miss Brittany Derenbacher, and she does a lot of things, but we are going to really talk about normalizing grief. And I thought that was when me and Brittany were just talking, I do consider Brittany a friend of mine. Um, she wanted to normalize grief and I think that is something that is so important because it is often looked at as let's push this down let's push this away let's not deal with it type of thing and I think it's really important the message you have for everyone I do want to talk about how she is a grief pet specialist mm -hmm. you're an empowerment coach amongst many other things you have a rescue called luna bell's moonbows which i love i love supporting them and we will have all that info excuse me information in the show notes so you can go check that out and support them in that way but let's welcome Brittany to the show and Brittany, just talk a little bit about what you do and how you do it 
So my background is in women's and gender studies and clinical mental health counseling. I did not know that. Yeah, I have a master's in both, and I really wanted to combine that. So that's kind of how I got into coaching. I started off doing therapy, focusing on feminist therapy, Mm -hmm. and I really kind of wanted to trickle out of the more diagnostic clinical realm Mm -hmm. and really um, focus on holistic healing. So now I do Mm -hmm. empowerment life coaching. I focus on grief. I focus on pet loss. I do focus on women's empowerment and burnout. Um, I focus on compassion fatigue. A little bit of everything. Yeah. This is amazing. It's a good mix. What is compassion fatigue for those that don't know? Because that's still something kind of new to me too, but it resonates with me when I've read about it from what you've posted. Right. So compassion fatigue, um, that is literally the cost of caring. But it's unique. So I focus a lot on compassion fatigue with animal care professionals Mm, and loss and grief. Um, But it is when burnout in your occupation meets secondary trauma. Okay. So there's a lot of research in compassion fatigue with um, first responders. And recently Mm -hmm. in the past couple of years, it's become known just how much it affects animal care professionals. Um, I can see that fully. I just quick side note, don't mean to interrupt. I was a, um, vet technician. So I was a veterinary technician for many, many years. And I can completely relate to that and how that's overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I would say the mental health wellness realm, they need help too. Just like the first responders do. And we don't realize that we're going through those things Mm -hmm. when we're just working our job and doing what we love to do. Right. But there is a cost essentially. Yeah, and a lot of these professions, it's like that idea of like sending um, firefighters into a burning building without all of their gear on. Oh, yeah. Um, so that just got chills. So yeah. that just really like hit home. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about it, like in regards to your profession and having done vet tech work, yeah. you, you go to school for that and you learn how to support animals and be there in really uh, tough times and see really hard cases. That's and right. Work with people, but you are not prepped. Um, in a mental health or even trauma-informed way going into that work. Not at all. Yeah. So it's like that upstream prevention method that we're trying to promote in the group work that we're doing with Compassion for God bless you for what you do. That's amazing. More more of this, please. (laughs) So I want to talk about normalizing grief. Mm -hmm. And what is grief? And I know that you said there's a new stage of grief Mm -hmm. now. So we know that there are those stages of grief that we go through, like anger and all the different stages. I can't remember them all right now. But what's the new stage of grief? And how do you define grief? Grief, um, to me, is only defined by the person that's experiencing it. I agree. Right? So my definition of grief is going to be different than your definition of grief and all y'all's definition of grief. I am so happy you said it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Grief is, um, it's different than mourning. I will say that like mourning, Mm -hmm. mourning is a lot of the, um, the visible things that you see us doing. Okay. Grief is the internal stuff. Ah, okay. So when we're mourning and we're grieving, we're trying to excavate all that internal. Okay. That makes complete sense to Mm -hmm. me now. Thank you for sharing it. And that see, she's so good at sharing things in this, this way that we can completely understand it. And grief is so important to normalize because we all experience grief Mm -hmm. at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. And how do you normalize grief? How, how do you suggest doing that? I think talking about grief, first of all, we don't talk about it, especially in the U S specifically, we are not a culture that (laughs) we're not taught to talk about loss. We're not, you know, we are very much like a toxic, positive culture. Yes. So to talk about loss and to talk about grief has been somewhat taboo until recently, I think. I do Mm -hmm. think there's a shift happening. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a shift in just the world in Mm -hmm. general and in the community, especially because I think of the quote unquote spiritual awakenings that are happening and people are being more open to it. Um, so transitioning from what I just asked you into what you do, I know you do it at Sunshine Healing mm-hmm. here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. So how were you led to Sunshine Healing? How did that transpire for you from moving out of what you did to mm-hmm. what you do now? What was that like for you? 
Yeah. So as I was doing therapy, mm-hmm. um, I, my husband and I lost our soul dogs. Yeah. So Sunshine, that my business is named after, yeah. I got her when I was 19. Um, she passed away in April of last year. Oh. And she was almost 15. And her Such sister, a great long yeah. life. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful life. She was very, um, very empowering. So in our rescue work, she, her and Zoe were like the moms of, of all of the rescues that came into yeah. our house. So Zoe had this very like mothering, um, very like brave, I don't know, just big mama bear energy. Sunshine was compassionate and she oh. was very healing. Oh. So sunshine healing and empowerment. The empowerment piece is Zoe and sunshine healing. Oh my is, gosh. Yeah. So I didn't, I personally did not know yeah. that either. So you would probably say, and I, this is what I'm feeling, that your animals actually inspired you to do what you do now. Oh yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you guys are not familiar with Luna Bell's Moonbows, it is a, what kind of rescue is it? I don't want to say just pet rescue, yeah. but it's a specialized rescue. Yeah, it's a special needs dog rescue. Special needs. Okay. And is it yeah. mostly Boston's or is it? Yeah, smushy face, like yeah, brachial cephalic breeds is the term, <laughs> but all of the smushy face dogs. So English Bulldogs, Frenchies, Pugs, okay. Boston Terriers, all the mixes in between. And we focus on... Um, hydrocephalus, yeah. which is um, just literally, it's a um, increase of the cerebellar, like all of that fluid that doesn't have anywhere to go. Right, right. So right. it collects on the brain, yes. Tip- yes. and that is specific, typically, to that breed mm-hmm. or those breeds. Yeah, because of overbreeding. Right, right. right. So um, you see a lot more congenital issues in dogs that are bred for color. You know, oh, bred right. for size, yeah, yeah, yeah. bred for to be to look a certain way. And so over time, you see a lot more of those congenital issues arise. So that's what we focus on. And what they do, too, is they step in. When breeders have this happen, they step in and you take these Mm -hmm. unwanted Mm -hmm. babies from them and they nurse them back to health. You do keep some of them, I know. Yeah. But if you are interested, you can go see all of these magical little fur babies and you get to know them as well. And it is, it's so fun. They are so cute and it's definitely a rescue. I love to support. Um, and then that transitioned into you having sunshine healing. What do you do at sunshine healing and how do you offer it? Yeah, so I have an in-person office, but I also mm-hmm. do virtual work. Which is so nice because yeah. you guys, you do not have to be here in Louisville, Kentucky to partake in what she has to offer. Yeah, so I see clients for pet loss. I see clients for human grief. Okay. Um, I see clients for burnout. I see clients for just wanting to work on themselves, maybe set some boundaries. I love, love, love working with women to work on boundaries. Um, and it's it's so needed. Mm-hmm. And women have a tough time, I think, in the way that we were programmed and we were raised right. to right. have and set boundaries. Yeah. Interesting. Talk more about that. Yeah. How, do you, how do you do that? How do you facilitate that? Are these one-on-one sessions? Mm-hmm. Are these group courses? How do you do that? So I do one-on-one, a lot of one-on-one work. I do um, do women's groups. Okay. Um, But I focus a lot on the term reparenting. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've ever heard that. I have not. Tell me more. So it's that idea that we can give to ourselves, we can give to that inner child all of the things that we were not given as children. Oh my God, So reparenting ourselves to really be able to... Um, be on this healing journey and also reparenting is great for moms right yeah reparenting yourself helps you show up as a better parent to your kids that makes complete yeah. sense so I do a lot of that work as well so you do a little bit of everything <laughs> I think there is a facet to Miss Brittany here that we can all benefit from mm-hmm. essentially so whether you've lost a human you've mm-hmm. lost a pet you need empowering in your mm-hmm. life you are the go-to girl for that and she just has if you don't mind me gushing about you for a second, <laughs> she has this way about her. You know, when you meet someone and it's like, man, I just love their energy, which I think is like one of the best compliments you can have, by the way. You've got that. You just have this way about you that is so calming and so soothing and it feels safe. So I feel like if there is any therapist, I don't know if I should even call you a therapist, but that I would want to go see it's you 
because I feel safe with you. And I think that translates just very beautifully just in your aura and just in your way. And I think you guys will pick up on that as you watch the YouTube video. I want to talk about, though, the chicken story. Mm -hmm. This is so sweet. I want you to share this chicken story and why, we're, why we are going to share it. But this is so yeah. fun. So this kind of goes back to normalizing grief, too. Because yes. this was a moment for me where I realized in my pet loss work that mm -hmm. it's so much bigger than just our dogs and our cats, right? Yeah, that's what we go to is typically we don't think about the reptiles. We right. don't take, think about the fish as being pets yeah. that we can have a huge bond with mm -hmm. and if anyone has been through pet loss we know how significant and traumatic yeah. that can be so there was a chicken involved here yeah and this goes back also to what you were asking earlier yeah. about the the stage of grief that's new and that's making meaning and honoring honoring grief yes. is the new yes. stage so making okay. meaning yeah um so i worked with um she's actually our holistic vet for the rescue um, her chicken passed away and oh. her name was Goldie and she had oh. a beautiful like golden hue to her feathers Yeah, and she was really struggling and we were texting back and forth and she, we were talking about how a lot of people don't recognize that as a loss. You know, we have a hard enough time being recognized, losing our pets and that being validated by people. Correct. So for her, it was like this kind of extra layer of not being recognized. Aww. And so I helped her pick out a golden healer heart necklace. Um, Which, you know, my crystal loving heart loves this. Yeah. <laughs> and she wears it. I mean, every time Aww. we take one of the dogs in for acupuncture, she has it on. And that's how she honors her relationship with Goldie. And I think that is why this new understanding and this new stage of grief is so important is because we have to make meaning of it, right? We okay. have to honor. And that is how we energetically keep those relationships going. And there's also something really magical. I'm glad about you that. touched on that. Yeah. Keep, keep going, but I'm glad yeah. you touched on that. I think that's why crystals are so inherently, I love using them with the meaning making part with clients and having them pick out a crystal that they're drawn to or just trying to have them work with crystals in general yeah. because there is magic in our relationship with our pets yes. already just by virtue of like this connection we have as humans with animals Yes, and it just, it's so beautiful and so like you can't tell me that crystals aren't a part of that, right? I and agree. That well, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like you're programming that crystal when you're honoring, mm -hmm. let's say you're honoring yeah. the pet that has passed or mm -hmm. even the person mm -hmm. that has passed. And now you're associating part of that bond, that right. love, that memory mm -hmm. that keeps that spark alive it's now being programmed into that crystal yes. just by our thoughts alone and our intention alone. Mm -hmm. I find that very magical and very beautiful that you incorporate that into your practice, which really is a great segue into, I was going to ask you, how do you work with crystals mm -hmm. in your practice, mm -hmm. but also in your everyday life? Right. I guess let's start with how I use it in my practice. Yeah. And I think there's two layers to it. There's that part I was talking about, which is the meaning making really um, just kind of talking to my clients about crystals and maybe picking something out. Yeah. Sometimes crystals, for, for those that don't, you know, understand them yeah. or get them, people are apprehensive, right? It's a little too woo-woo. Yes, I get that. Yeah. But once my client gets their hands on a crystal, oh. like that relationship is made, right? Oh. And that's really all it takes is someone to actually hold a crystal, ask yes. questions, be curious and I think you once, open the door yes, for that to happen. Right. And so sometimes if the client doesn't have knowledge about crystals, I mean, this is across the board. I typically always give this to my clients, but I always give them an Apache tier. Yes. And I layer that with whatever I think the client needs. Okay. And so there's a lot of different crystals that I use to pair with the Apache tier, but that is my like base crystal. Yes. Which and then I layer it from there. I love Apache Tears for Grief, and we're going to get into that in just a second. Yeah. How do you like to use crystals, let's say not in the practice, mm -hmm. but it's just my everyday Brittany life. Yeah. How are you using crystals? So I started off with crystals, just whatever I was drawn to aesthetically. Yeah. Then it became like energetically. Yes. Once I had them in my space, once I started studying them, then I was drawn to their energy and not so much their aesthetic. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, amethyst is always going to be Baby. my vibe. Like, yes, amethyst. 
Amethyst sisters here, yes. <laughs> um, but Amethyst actually, that is Zoe's crystal. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Zoe, she's she had a very like purple aura about her. No, I, yes, I do remember this yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. And sunshine, obviously citrine. Citrine. So our altar space is a lot of citrine, a yeah. lot of amethyst, a lot of ametrine. So I kind of like layer it in and then have like all the ametrine in this in the center yes. and um yeah. And so for those of you that don't know, ametrine. That's yes. not I'm saying it correctly, right? Yes, you yes. are. Is amethyst and citrine. So that is like, to me, that crystal was made for my dogs, right? 100%. That has their spirit together in yes. them. And so, um, yeah. And then I use a lot of selenite, obviously, like mm. in my office at home. Um, Definitely for the office. I can see right. that. Yeah. Inner child quartz. Oh, Which yes. I believe my first piece of that was from you, which, yeah. you know, is just the penetrator that's yes. inside the clear quartz. Correct. But like when I'm doing inner child work. Yes. That's what I use. Um, yeah, I don't know. Crystals for me are just whatever I feel like I need to work on specifically. Mm-hmm. That is that is what I try to surround myself with. And so yeah. that changes all day. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I want to say that I find it endearing that you are able to use crystals in your practice in the way that you do and open the door or the gateway to have crystal magic out to more people because I feel like as we heal and as we provide this type of healing, whether it be um, emotional healing, crystal healing, whatever it may be, we are raising their vibration and in turn raising the vibration of the entire world. And that's what it's all about. So I want to thank you for what you do. Um, Moving into there is this surprised me but did not surprise me when we were talking earlier mm-hmm. you caught some flack mm-hmm. from a previous employer spot mm-hmm. for using crystals yeah. and I want you to talk about that just because one I have experienced it too mm-hmm. um when I was at my previous job and I had my little cubicle full of crystals either people were like oh I love it here or other people are like that girl's crazy right. two I think a lot of people will relate to this and resonate with it. So I want, if you're open to it, to share your personal story on that, what transpired and how you came out of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually, I, I feel like I have a more compassionate stance on it now than I did when I was like in the midst of it. Yes. Yes. During it, I felt like (laughs) crystals are so important to me and not only are they important to me, they're beautiful. And, Mm -hmm to judge me and my crystals like I felt like they were judging my babies right? I you know, totally yeah. get that and it was honestly to the point where you know like the comments about it made me remove my crystals from the space they actually oh. it didn't feel safe to me to have them in there right right I didn't right. want them around that energy um but now I feel like I look at it as um they were unsure right they yeah. It was something that they didn't understand and that scared them. And rather be curious and ask a question, yeah. they judged. Yes. And so I don't know. That to me like suggests that they actually could use crystals in their life. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you transition out of that? I mean, do you feel like that was a way to push you out of that scenario that you really shouldn't have maybe have been in yeah. at that point in it? Yeah. Crystals in a weird way, help to get you Mm -hmm. out of there, Mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Crystals have really helped me start to understand my own energy and read my own energy. Oh, tell me more about that. Because I think you're able to, when you use crystals for certain things in energy work, you focus and you bring a lot of self-awareness, right? Yes. So it kind of, in a way, like helped me just be more self-aware of what was energetically happening with me. Oh my gosh, that's so so beautiful. I think I just realized, like, I have outgrown this space. Yes. Right? Yeah. This doesn't serve me anymore. It's almost like you vibrated out of that realm. Like, you vibrated out of their Mm -hmm. hemisphere, I would say. Yeah. And now you can see that at the time, it's, you know you're going through it. It's, it's not necessarily the funnest or most pleasant experience, but looking back, you can tell you learned from that. Oh yeah. This is, it's been a beautiful growing experience. I wouldn't have sunshine healing. Right. Yeah. And I, we wouldn't have the healing collective, the space that, um, my business partner and I opened up and 
you know, that is a place, the healing collective is a place where practitioners can come and practice however they want holistically. It is like that beautiful mix of like mental health, magic, woo woo, all of it together. Well, talk more about it. Talk about the spot for people that might want to, if you're here locally and can come to the space, what all does this place offer? Yeah. So we're in Middletown for those of you that are local, which is Selbyville Road. Um, and it is a two story building where we were called the healing collective and it's an umbrella. So okay. everyone has their individual businesses inside and it's all women practitioners. Love that. And it's all women practitioners that are, um, mental health based, but not necessarily, okay. but you know, are women that are interested in collaborating. So it's like having right. that mind, body, spirit connection. It's not just energy work. It's not just therapy. I think to really work on ourselves, yes. like to really do that deep soul work, we have to blend the energy, the therapy, like have the different like movement and things like that, all of that to really mm. encompass that like work on ourselves. And so mm-hmm. all of that exists in the space. So if I want to come have a therapy session, yeah. if I want to come have a massage mm-hmm. or what else? You can do trauma-informed yoga. You oh, can, my gosh. Yeah. You can do a yoni steam. Yes. Ladies. Yes. Yes. Uh, we are bringing in a sensual embodiment movement practitioner. Okay. So that is like a practitioner that's going to help you really learn how to um, soften into your feminine energy through oh sensuality. Um, Yay. Work. Yeah. <laughs> we have a shamanic practitioner. Love um, it. If you want to come get your chakras aligned, yeah. if you want to get an oracle reading. Okay. Right. So it doesn't always have to be like mental health focused, yes. but there is someone to support all of your needs I should that, that arise. Yeah. So I, I do agree with you that I think all of those components are very important. I think a lot of times when we're trying to heal ourselves, whether mm-hmm. it's from trauma or from grief right. or, or whatever, we tend to hyper-focus on one type of modality of healing. Mm-hmm. So for some people, it might be crystals. For some people, it might be uh, doing body movement or right. going to therapy. But I think that it is super important to focus on all of these facets of our body, mm-hmm. our mind, and our spirit. Because if any of those are out of, out of whack, we're going to be out of whack right. to a certain extent. Yeah. So I think that's such an amazing thing that all of you ladies are doing. Congratulations to you Thank guys you. too, by Thank the you. way. Um, I have to ask you, mm-hmm. just because I'm personally interested. Okay. You have a plant medicine story. Mm-hmm. So if anybody knows me fairly well, I am very intrigued with plant medicine, whether it be ayahuasca, mushrooms, whatever. I've never had the opportunity to partake in any of that. Maybe the timing is not right, so I'm just allowing yeah. that to happen for me. Would you mind speaking on how plant medicine has helped heal you to a certain extent or what your journey was with plant medicine? Yeah, I I think that plant medicine when utilized safely and it Correct. right and it and sacredly. Yes, yeah, sacredly. Um And also, like, I feel like I have to preface this by saying, like, if you're going to do plant medicine, definitely, like, make sure that you have um, support and aftercare afterwards to process through all of everything that may happen during your journey, right? correct. That is a huge part of it, too, is, like, the the journey isn't just when you're in the plant medicine. It's everything that comes afterwards and what you're working on, right? Yeah, and I think that's really good that you hit on that because I think everyone wants to just have this, like, mystical experience, Mm -hmm. and that's not what it's just about. Yeah. What was your experience like? For me, um, I feel like I was able to tap more strongly into my purpose, um, my goals. Oh, wow. Um, What I really envisioned myself doing and kind of, like, I felt like I was able to step into my power, Um, a lot of my big transitions happened after my first plant medicine journey. Um, and a lot of it was because I I met a lot of really wonderful women during this experience. The support. Yes. And so that was really wonderful afterwards. And I really had this like group of like goddesses around me. I want to come. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, my, my first like plant medicine experience really, um, yeah, I was able to look inward in a way that I had never done before. Was that scary? Yes. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't. We're all I scared like... to look at ourselves, yes. like, truly. Yeah. 
look at ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, I don't want to say darkness. There's a lot of things that we might perceive. Shadow work. Yeah, the shadows of Mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. So did you have an aha moment or was it more afterwards? I think for me, mine was afterwards. Um, I really started dabbling in my own spirituality after that. I felt very grounded in myself and I felt very powerful. So I felt, um, I felt like I wasn't scared to pursue spirituality in the way that I, I think maybe I've always wanted to and maybe just had a guard up. Um, so that really shifted things for me. And I mean, yeah, I think that plant medicine when done properly Mm -hmm. and when done safely and yes all of those things can be a really powerful tool in healing because I think it gives us the ability to look at ourselves and feel things past Mm. this barrier that we have set up in our everyday Mm. lives on autopilot, right? Yeah, preach, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so much yes, snaps. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to transition from you saying that Mm -hmm. into your own personal type of spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. because this girl be spiritual (laughs) y'all and you're you're continuing in your spiritual practices and we can talk about that if you want to in in these courses that you're getting ready to do or already doing but when would you say your spiritual awakening happened for me it's a course of things it's not just one instantaneous like Mm -hmm. near-death experience Mm -hmm. or it, it's not just one moment. It's a, it's a moments of time that transpired from mine. Right. Do you feel like the plant medicine was part of your spiritual awakening mm-hmm. or that it happened before that? It, it definitely happened before that. Yeah. I, I align with what you said. I think it's been over time for me and there's been these, like I could literally make a timeline and see where yeah. each point I kind of elevated. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's like you go to the next step on your journey. So, I look back and I definitely think, um, my feminism, my women's and gender studies was like my first, like, I don't know. That was like my badass awakening, right? Which I think is spiritual, right? Absolutely. I think a big part of it was my grief work with pet loss and really, um, for the first time in my life, having these spirit guides and really realizing, okay, Zoe and Sunshine are my spirit guides. So obviously Mm -hmm. You know, and all the animals that we've lost in our rescue work, like, if these are my guides, mm-hmm. right, this suggests something to me that I do believe in something and I do feel something and I energetically am experiencing something. During my uh, my grieving, I went to Molly. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So Molly, who was already on our podcast and YouTube. Yeah. Love Molly. Um, I went to her and she helped me energetically work through a lot of my grief. Um, I feel like she is a huge stepping stone to all of the work I did. Amazing. Like I'm, I gave kudos to plant medicine for helping me be able to look at myself, but she empowered me Mm. to, she saw things within me that I did not believe in myself. And so she really, I feel was the person that sent me on this kind of trajectory. Blesses my heart. So that woman is, she's pure magic. She is pure magic. You all. And if you saw her episode previously, you're, you're going to know what we're talking about. I did not know that about you and Molly. I knew that you guys were connected, but I I didn't know that personally, Mm -hmm. you know, how deep that was. Oh my gosh. So a little bit of everything, like Mm -hmm. going to a Reiki practitioner, Mm -hmm. Just living life, but being aware of things that you now do have spirit spirit guides that are helping you from the other side in the Mm -hmm. form of your past fur babies. I think it's it's the awareness Mm -hmm. of those things that become stronger as we spiritually awaken. But you're moving, you're stepping now into another form um, of spirituality. Would you like to share that? Absolutely. Because I am like... I am super excited about this. I'm actually very interested in it. Um, tell everybody what you're getting ready okay. to embark on. So, this is so exciting. Yeah, and this <laughs> is probably going to be a lot of new terms for people. And yeah. um, so I will try to explain. And if I'm not, like, please let me know. I will do so. So I feel like right now I am truly in the midst of, like, what I am meant to be doing. Okay. Um, so this feels it's a great feeling. Yes. Cause so many of us walk mm-hmm. around just like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what yeah. I'm supposed to do the rest of my life. That's such a great mm-hmm. empowering feeling to know that. Right. So my husband is a rabbi. Yes. Um, Matt, we love, we love you, Matt. Yeah. 
Matt and Doug. Yeah, Doug and the Dougie. You yeah. can't forget the Dougie. Um, <laughs> so I have always been interested in Judaism. This was before I, I met my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I have studied Judaism most of my life, um, cult- culturally and um, just really understanding like what Judaism is. Did and, you grow up Jewish in the Jewish community? Religion um, or my stepdad is Jewish and my mom converted for him. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, and I converted, um, when I met Matthew okay. before we got married. Okay. Um, but Judaism and feminism are like one. And a lot of people don't under, don't realize I, that, understand it. I for one did not yeah. know that. I've always been interested in all the mysticism mm. that is within Judaism. Yes. But continue, continue. Yeah. So I just started courses. Um, it's the Jewish, um, it's the Jewish priestess. It's, it's called Kohenet. Okay. That literally means uh, priestess. Okay. And so this is the... Uh, Which, Jewish, that's you. Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That's her. <laughs> so it's the Jewish Hebrew Priestess Institute. Okay. It's a lot of words to get yes. out. Yes. Um, so... And you do it beautifully. Yeah. I try. There's a lot of words I'm probably not going to pronounce right that Matthew... Uh, if Matthew were here, he could do it perfectly. But basically, it is a space, um, and a lot of people probably don't know this as well, Judaism has very beautiful ways of honoring women and has very beautiful uh, feminist undertones. Mm -hmm. And um, the Kohenet program really is a way to combine feminism, mysticism, earth-based practices, meditation, chanting, rituals, that allow sign me up all of the above please yes literally changes the language in judaism to um, be feminine and so it is this practice of and really reclaiming of a space Mm. that really um calls to me it is so beautifully um earth-based feminist-based divine feminine yeah and there's a an element of judaism which is called rosh hodish and it's actually the new moon of every month. So Judaism is based on a, on a lunar cycle. So where, you know, most, our normal calendar is yeah. linear. Yes. We are cyclical. Yes. Yes. 100%. So there's something very beautiful about that. But Rosh Hodesh is actually, that is divine feminine. So okay. that new moon energy, um, you know, every month at the beginning of every month and every new moon is a women's day. So this is a day that women can tap into the divine feminine and honor themselves on this very um, cyclical, intentional journey that does kind of mirror our sacred cycle. For sure. So there is something so beautifully grounding Mm. and just feminine that calls to me. And Mm. so that's where I'm at with it. So when you get done, Mm because this is like a four year it, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. this is like a four year long process mm-hmm. that you're going to be in with studying this and learning mm-hmm. this. What will you be able to do with that after you're done? Yeah. Is it more just for you or are you going to be able to teach people mm-hmm. or, okay. Oh, I can, lead, okay. I could lead services with Matthew. Ah. <laughs> I could do all those things, but I think what calls to me the most is really being able to continue doing my women's circles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But to be able to do it in a um, Jewish space, in a non-Jewish space, in an interfaith space. Yeah. um, In a space that people are not religious at all. Correct. But I do think that within Judaism, there is this, this way that we can embrace magic and um, spirituality. Yeah. And crystals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and be so grounded, right? I don't know. I, I mean, think it just gives us an opportunity to really. I'm fascinated by mm-hmm. this. First of all, I didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. Second, I am honored to know you and watch you go through this process thank and you. to be able to see you grow as a soul mm-hmm. because of it. And I want to thank you for sharing that just sacred part of like, you know, your everyday life with. Right all these people that you've never met before. I think that's really special. I want to touch on to grief and crystals mm-hmm. um, because you do use them heavily in your practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously have my go-tos for grief and I know a lot of ours matched when we talked about this previously. Um, but for those that are going through grief, mm-hmm. 
What crystals would you suggest being, you know, what you do, you, you see this all the time. Um, we know Apache Tear. Mm -hmm. What else do you suggest as far as crystals yeah. for grief? Your favorites, I would say. Yeah. So, um, and I know you're a big proponent of this, like layering on the crystals, like when you're working with them. Yep. So always, always, always start with the Apache yes. Tears. Always have a little chunk of that. And that, um, the story behind that is, do you mind if I share Oh, it? I want you to share it yeah. because the, the Apache Tear, which is a form of obsidian, mm -hmm. has this... Um, just amazing story behind how it actually formed yeah. and it is based on grief yeah and it's based on an, an apache tribe yes um they it's in arizona it's based in arizona and the story is is that basically the calvary they were in a they were in a fight and um this group of apache men were on horseback and rather be killed they jumped off of the mountain and they say that the Apache tear was made from the tears of the widows and their children. Correct. I just got chills from head mm -hmm. to toe. Confirmation. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the Apache tear type of obsidian comes from. Mm -hmm. And so you can obviously make a significant correlation between grief and that crystal and it being right. very supportive of yes. that grief. Um, I. What else do you like? Okay, so I... Basically, your your main ones that you want to layer with that are rose quartz. Yes. Self-love, right? Yes. yes. Um, amethyst, self-compassion. Self-compassion yeah. and grief and self-love are the things that are going to help you feel your grief, right? Okay. Having the compassion to understand and validate yourself. This is hard. I'm just trying to get by, you know, day by day. Thank you for saying that yeah. because I think sometimes we don't validate our feelings. Mm -hmm. It's just like we try to push them to the side and you're like, no, I've got to go to work today. Mm -hmm. I can't be feeling these things, yeah. you know. It's okay to validate that you feel like shit sometimes yeah. after grief. And I love that you use rose quartz and amethyst mm -hmm. to, to help with that. Now, serpentine which. Is I love this because, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you again. You're not interrupting. But me. I love this because serpentine is one crystal that I personally had never paired for grief. And, but it makes sense to me now after talking to you about it. Yeah, and when we were talking about it, we were talking about how people judge how we grieve, right? We, mm, yes. we hear from others how we should be grieving, right. how we shouldn't be grieving if we're doing it too much, if we're not doing or it Or how enough. long yes. that you've grieved. Or, yeah, yeah. Serpentine is the crystal to pair with Apache Tears to block the haters out. Yeah. See, and I love yeah. that because I never really put that together. Mm -hmm. But that is so needed because yeah. there are going to be people in your life, typically, when you're grieving, that just don't understand it. Yeah. You know, they don't get it. You should be over that by now or, you know, whatever it may be. Toxic positivity rearing its head again. There you yeah. go. There yeah. you go. And so Serpentine combined with that Apache Tear helps to block out the haters, y'all. Anything else other than amethyst, rose, quartz, serpentine? Yeah, I think uh, ruby and zoestite. Zoestite. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I... Zoestite. Yeah. It's it's a hard one yeah. to say. All I know is the Zoe part, y'all, because I feel very called <laughs> to that crystal because of Zoe. That's how I found out oh about it. But in reading about it and learning about it, mm -hmm. that is really good to pair if you need to work through anger. If you need to put something oh. in your pocket and just go and stomp it out, scream it out. Okay. That is a really good crystal to alleviate some of the anger, like energetically work with that. One of the stages of grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. Thank you for sharing yes. those with us. Yeah. Is there anything when dealing with grief, mm -hmm. is there one simple thing that somebody can do that maybe just be sitting at home listening, listening to this and they feel wish there was something I could do right now to just maybe ease my heart or to just help with the grief that is inside of me. Is there like a simple thing that somebody can do? Maybe a breathing technique or I don't know what it, what it could be. Is there anything that someone can do to help ease that, that you would suggest? Literally just feeling. Okay. You know, like feel it, cry it out. Yes, cry because crying is part of that making meaning and honoring stage. Okay. There's this cheesy saying, and I use it all the time. You've got to feel it to heal it. I love that. I, I use that yes. one too. Yeah. And if we are not feeling our grief, we are not honoring our love. We are not honoring that relationship. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So that just resonated with me. If you're not 
crying or releasing the grief in some way or having the emotion attached to that grief. You're not honoring the love of the bond, the relationship you had with that person or that entity, that being that fur baby. Like I just had a, (laughs) I just had like an aha moment here. I just got chills. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Like if you don't honor, if you don't feel those feelings, you're not honoring that love. Right. It's ignoring it. It's, Uh, it's suppressing it. It's literally compartmentalizing it. Mm -hmm. And that hides the love that hides the relationship that hides the feelings, all of the the connectivity Mm. that we had with that person. It hides it. It suffocates it. And I mean, I think a huge part of empowerment work with grief is telling people, and I have to remind myself of this, take up space with your grief. Mm. Do not dim that light. Do not diminish it. Let it do what it wants. Literally ask your grief. What do you need right now? Do you need to scream? Do you need to cry? Do you need a snack? Do you need a nap? Like keep tabs on your grief and like what it needs. Thank you for sharing that. So I know a lot of people are going to want to connect with you, Mm -hmm. especially if they're going through a difficult time in their life. And whether it be in person or via, do you do Zoom calls? I'm assuming. How can people find you and connect with you and talk about maybe what they're going through and how, how you can assist them with that. Yeah. They can reach out to me on Instagram. They okay. can um, go to my website. My website's on Instagram, but you can sunshine healing and empowerment is on Instagram and I'm okay. sure you'll, you'll link it as well. Yeah. We'll have it in our show notes, yeah. everyone. Yeah. But I mean, just send me a message. Okay. I, I talk to people all the time and sometimes you may not need a session. Sometimes you might want to join one of the pet loss groups that I do virtually Um, maybe you want to talk about human grief. Maybe you want to talk about empowerment or burnout or something like I can tailor sessions to your needs. And that's wonderful. Some people come to me for loss and grief and stay with me for other things. Okay. Um, sometimes people come for one session and stay for six. I recommend six. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a whole, I have like a whole grief uh, treatment plan okay. and I recommend six, but it doesn't have to be that way. We okay. all grieve differently. So that, well, and that's a great point. And so you will tailor whatever mm-hmm. that person is going through, where yeah. they're at in their process to mm-hmm. whatever they need at that moment in their life. Yeah. That's literally my goal in life with my clients is to yeah. meet them where they're at. Mm. We should all be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like as humans, yeah. we should just be meeting everyone where they're at. Seriously. Yeah. Instead of judging them for not doing this or being that way or saying things that they, they just might not know any better. We're just on different levels. Mm-hmm. So I have some fun, quick questions okay. for you that I ask all of my guests that come on. And the first one is what is your sign? Cause everyone wants to know these things. It's very um, important. Yeah. I'm a super sensitive Pisces. Oh, <laughs> she's just like my mama. Yeah. Do you know your moon and your rising? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. So my moon, <laughs> so my moon is Pisces Ooh, and I'm got, Gemini rising. Oh my goodness. You got some emotional things going yes. on up in that That was chart, like my girl. deep breath. I'm like, are you ready for this? Like, <laughs> I feel my feelings. Look, I mean... Well, and who better than to help us feel ours Mm -hmm. than someone like you, made from the stars like that? Yeah. Mm. What is your favorite color? Ooh, pink and black. Ooh, yes, honey. I just have... Yes. I'm either like a hot pink girl with accessories or I'm like in witchy all black. See, see, for me, you exude hot pink. Mm-hmm. Like that's my aura is pink. Okay, yeah. so that's what I feel yeah. from you. Okay, so that makes sense because to me, you're that upper level heart chakra energy. You're not that just the green heart chakra. You're that upper level of that that pink. Okay. Yes. Like you're. I don't want to say mama in a bad way, but you're like mama energy mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. In a in a high vibrational yeah, way. Yeah. That makes sense. Like that yes. to me, that feels like goddess. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't want to say Mother Mary, but, you know, just these... Mother Nature, I'll take it all. Divine yeah. Divine feminine goddess, yeah. I'll take it all. <laughs> like, that's what I feel from you. So, the re- that's why I asked this question. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm always interested that to see if someone's favorite color matches what I see in mm. them. And 
I mean, typically it does, but um, the black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Girl, get your witchy on. Yes. Get your witchy (laughs) on, baby. Um, You don't have to share this information with us. Uh, Some people like to keep those sacred. Mm -hmm. But I always like to ask, what is your spirit or power animal? If you you know it or if you have one. Yeah. Everyone has one, but. Yeah, so Molly for sees mm. sees a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. My spirit animal that shows up a lot is a wolf and a butterfly. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So I have two that show up for me a lot. How do you feel about that? Like, do you work with them on a regular basis? Yeah. And, and what did they mean to you? Like butterfly metamorphosis, perhaps? Or yeah. Well, it was interesting for me because butterflies is how I feel like my dogs visit me. So oh, okay. I do okay. collect butterflies. Um, I just, I'm very drawn to uh, the spirituality of, of feeling like those are my visitors. Yes. Right. And yes. wolves, I actually do a lot of work with um, wolf sanctuary and oh, really? wolf rescuers. Oh. So um, compassion fatigue work. Yeah. So that was really interesting when Molly would see wolves for me a lot. Oh, wow. Um, so I do feel like my spirit animals and my guides tend to be like a theme that I continue to see. Yeah. And I, I feel like with wolf, it's like pack. Mm-hmm. You're like pack leader mama. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, hold this space for all these women, all of these beings yeah. that, that need help mm-hmm. and also holding space at the center with yeah. all of these other women. I mean, doesn't that make sense? Like yes. wolf pack. I love yeah. it. All right. I, I already know the answer to this question, but I'm just going to go ahead and ask it. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite crystal? Yes, honey. Yes. And can you say why? Is there any particular reason why? And there may not be. I have always been drawn to it. Me too. Which is interesting because growing up, I I was very anti-purple. Oh, yeah. Didn't own anything purple. Didn't want anything purple. And now as an adult, I'm like, give me the purple. Give me all the purples. So. (laughs) How fun. Um, Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today, traversing grief with us. Um, If any of you all do want to reach out to Miss Brittany here, we will have all of her information in the show notes. And thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Crystalline Network presented by Our Mother's Crystals. I'm Dana, your host. I would be honored if you would join us again for a future episode. And hey, if you liked this one and it really resonated with you or you know someone that might benefit from the session that we had here in the sacred space and vessel, go ahead and share this with someone. Give us a like. Give us a follow so you don't miss out on any of the new stuff coming down the pipeline in the future. I love you all so, so much. And as I always say, you are the power and you are the magic. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Crystalline Network. We hope you learned something today. Please like and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already and follow us on socials like Instagram and Facebook and reach out with any comments or suggestions you have for future shows. Don't forget to head on over to our shop at OurMother'sCrystals.com for all the unique and quality products you want.